I met this guy several years ago while he was still serving a life sentence in prison. And I heard his story, and he looked at me and said, man, I don't have any family, any money that can help pay. Do you have a spot for me? And I said, yes, we'll take you. Several years of set-offs, and today, Friday, December 4th, 2020, he's getting out of prison. Come on, let's do a background check on Michael Elizondo. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everyone welcome to background check podcast i'm your host Jaden gum background check is brought to you by forgiven felons helping people with the past realize their future If you want to know more about what we do at Forgiven Felons and why we do what we do at Background Check Podcast, go to ForgivenFelons.org. You can find out everything you want to know about our ministry there. You can see impact stories. You can give. You can make a donation. We're uh, raising money right now for the Resource Center where we're going to be able to help hundreds and thousands of men and women across the DFW Metroplex. Also, uh, you know, if you've ever thought about giving to our ministry but don't want to just give a monthly donation, I get that. But do you shop at Amazon? And if you do, you should be shopping at smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com, log in with your regular Amazon credentials, and every time you make a purchase, Amazon donates a little bit to Forgiven Felons if you choose our charity. So go to smile.amazon.com, log in with your Amazon credentials, and then go up to the top left and choose an organization and uh, choose Forgiven Felons. And every time you make a purchase... You, uh, I don't. It's not very much, but man, if you if you do a lot and you buy a lot, then every time you buy something, you make a little donation. The other way is is an app called Roundup. Uh, go to your smartphone, download that the Roundup app. It's not the weed killer; uh, it's the uh, donation giver. So basically, you connect your debit card, credit card, whatever you want to connect. You can connect as many as you want, uh, and every time you make a purchase with that debit card connected to the app. It's uh, it, it rounds up the donation. Like if you go to Starbucks and buy a coffee for a dollar fifty, it rounds up fifty cents to, to the nearest dollar and donates that to forgiven felons. So those are a couple different ways you can you can uh, help us out in the ministry. We'd love that. Again, if you just want to give a large check uh, here, the year end giving. If you want to give towards our ministry, you can go to forgivenfelons.org support uh, on the donate page. And, or you can just write a check. The address to our ministry is on our website as well. And again, if you haven't tried Audible yet, go to audibletrial.com slash background check and start your free trial today, and we'll get a little donation from that. So background check podcast, what are we doing here, man? Background check sounds so negative. I mean, people don't get jobs because of a background check. People don't get into apartments or housing because of a background check. You know, so why why did we name it background check? Because I want to turn the negative connotation of background check into a positive. 
I want I want people I want to look at people and say, you know what? I don't care. Check my background. I don't care. And if you go back far enough in my background, you'll find a person named Jesus who died on the cross for my sins. Between two criminals, he was treated like a criminal. He was the first forgiven felon. Jesus had a background. Yes, he took our background on him, and he did something with it. But he rose above all the background of death, sin, and he accomplished so much. And this Background Check podcast is is interviewing people, and sometimes just me talking solo episodes, a few of, um, on there, but sometimes it's interviews of people who have risen above their background. Some of them are Christians, some of them are not, some of them are CEOs, some of them are in our house, some of them are former residents. And then we also have some interviews with people that uh, help other people navigate life after a background check. We've got some, we've had some judges on, some parole lawyers. Uh, we've had, we've had some amazing people, recovery coaches, organizations, reentry organizations. Go back and listen to some of the episodes. But today, today is an amazing episode. It's probably going to be one of my favorite. Yep, uh, they're all my favorite, really. But today is going to be um, a conversation we had with a friend of mine named Michael Elizondo. And he, I met him in prison several years ago in his dorm. And I was going into to minister. And I got to meet him. And I had the privilege of hearing his story. And he knew that we had a transitional house. And he said, man, I don't have any money. I won't when I get out. But could you save a place for me? And I told him we would. And, and Really, we don't ever do that, but I told him we would. And then he got a set off for like three years, and he just went through this up and down, but he stayed the course. He was in a faith-based dorm, and he's getting out today, Friday, December 4th. So if you're listening to this Friday, December 4th, by the time this releases at noon, he's probably already on a Greyhound bus to the downtown Dallas Greyhound station, and we are so excited that he's getting out today. This is a, an amazing day for us. 28 years he's been in prison. He went and he's only 47. So he's been in a long time and we're ready to help him start his journey. And so this was recorded back in the summer. We all, all of us at Forgiven Felons just decided to encourage him and lift him up, but also hear his story. So here's, here's, uh, here's that day. Y'all enjoy. Michael Elizondo, a.k.a. Gator. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. Thank you. Um, Tell us about yourself, man. What's going on in your life? Well, right now, I'm fixing to turn 47 on uh, the 12th. and Happy birthday. Five days, thank you. Five days after that, I will have completed 28 years on a life sentence for first-degree murder. Wow. Um, 28 years. Shortly, uh, let's see, in 1991, I got out of uh, Crockett State School for the second time. I was 17. I stayed out my 18th birthday. A few days after I turned 19, I killed a man. Like I said, five days after I turned 19, I was arrested for capital murder. At the age of 19, I was facing the death penalty in Polk County, Texas. And while I was in a solitary cell, I cried out to God and I asked him to forgive me for what I've done to come in my life and be my Lord's Savior. Wow. So, so in 1993, 
I was brought into the TDC system and I went through diagnostics and gory. Then I hit Ferguson. And back then, Ferguson wasn't a good place for anybody that was young yep. or or white. Yep. I think I got, uh, I think we got a, wait, Elizondo, that ain't a white name. <laughs> well, I'm a Spaniard, but yeah, gotcha. if you look at me, you'll see. Yeah. Uh, I think we got some people so, here that did time on Ferguson back in those days. Oh, yeah, it wasn't that nice. So, I mean, throughout the system, I mean, throughout my time in the system, I've, you know, joined gangs, done some stupid things, made wrong decisions, bounced from one unit to the next. But God had a, re, uh, a plan for my life. Amen. He sent me to Ferguson because they had an awesome chaplain there. But I didn't, I got kicked off the unit after four months. So oh. I got sent to Robertson. Oh. Ended up in SAG. In 1997, I got released from SAG. Went to Telford Close Custody. Telford Unit back then was no good. So instead of following Christ, I was joining gangs doing the will of the devil, if you will. So let me ask My you this. Flesh. Let me ask you this, Michael. So you, you cried out to God in that in that cell that one day, and then where did you fall off where did you fall off the track? As we, soon as I hit Ferguson. Ferguson, okay. All right. So now you're now you're uh Robertson, you're um at one point did you get back on track? I didn't really get back on track until I hit uh, Ferguson again in June 2005. Okay. I went all the way around the state of Texas off different units, but when I went back to Ferguson, where he had me in the first place, I got into the church. I got I was taking uh, different classes. I was getting to know brothers in the church. Uh, I got to know the chaplain. Me. Myself and another brother that was in the gang with me, we took all our homeboys to church. One day after uh, one of the inmate pastors preached the word, I went to him and I told him, I'm done. God done got my heart all the way. I'm through with the gang. I'm through with everything. So before we left the chapel, I called all my homeboys together and I told them, I'm done. Some of them thought I was playing just to try to get off uh, out of the GI's eyesight. Right. But I was real, my heart. And it's funny because when I made the, de the decision to lay my patch down, I got a new constitution in the mail. I got a letter from the new major talking about he needs a roster, blah, blah. And I wrote the will and told him, Y'all got to let me go because God is, he's after me. I can't run from him no more. I'm a detriment to the family. I need to follow Christ. Well, while I was waiting for them, their response, I told God and myself, I said, I'm laying it all down for you. Like you said, you have to protect me. You have to make it to where I don't have to fight anybody. It's going to be okay and all that. And... One of the founders was on Ferguson with me. He got a, a Christmas card from the will. They gave their blessing to me and wished me the best on my walk with Christ. And I know only God can that's, do that. Yeah, that's a miracle. That's unusual right there, right? Yes, it is. 
Wow. Because I've had, I've had some of the homeboys that actually wanted to take me out. Yeah. So I know that was Christ. I love how God protects us and fights battles for us, that there's just no way we could fight on our own, uh, in the spirit no. at least. So, yeah. man, that's awesome. All right, so at that point, you start growing in the Lord, you get plugged into church, uh, and then you made parole right after that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> once I, I started doing this, I was able to get a job on uh, at Ferguson. And before that, I wasn't able to get a job. I was denied the faith-based program over there. But during a major shakedown, I was put on the faith-based dorm because, you know, Christ is taking care of me now. He's opening doors that were yeah, shut. Yeah, And uh, I came over here to Winion in February 4th, 2013. And I've been working in computer recovery. And we know the world out there is uh, techn the technology is advancing and changing. So my experience at working in computer recovery, I'm able to slide right in and be at home with the technology outside. Yeah. But being on this unit, I've gotten to grown. I've grown more in Christ because I was put on the faith-based storm after my second week on the wind unit. I did two years over there. Uh, I was in the second house church group that they had here. I, I taught the third one. I became a... Part of the uh, leadership school transformation, been a revival pastor since 2015. I met a lot of awesome brothers that are outside now. Uh, Mouse is one of them. I got to watch him grow, Who? especially when Who? he made pro. Who? Uh, Michael Katermis, Mouse. Who names himself Mouse? <laughs> I don't know. He does have big ears. But I mean, no, I'm just kidding. And then I got to meet you when you came in for the Mike Barber weekend and, you know, we hit it off and we've been in contact ever since. And you know what? For the brothers and the men and women who've never been to poor, uh, prison, y'all encourage us. You do what you can to help us, pray for us. Uh, and that, that helps us a lot, especially during COVID-19 where you really get stuck in one spot, can't go to work. But, I mean, it all works out because this is just a time for us to get it refreshing, to get our minds back on the task that Christ has given us to evangelize, to share him with others, to be just listen to somebody talk so they can get the pain, the hurt, the anger off their chest. So, I mean, I enjoy what we're doing right now. And... I'm really excited that I get to come out there with each of y'all because I haven't been out there in a long time. I've never had a driver's license. I've never had a job. I've never paid bills. So uh, I look forward to everybody helping me, you know, giving me good advice. Do this, do this, don't do that. Somebody just said um, they're not going to help you pay bills. I mean, you I know. know. <laughs> Thanks for my decision. No, I know, I know. It was just joking. Hey, um, so a couple things. Let me ask you this first. How important is it for for you and your spiritual walk to have people on the outside like Mouse, who used to be in there with you, 
but still keeps in contact with you and, and continues to lift you up. How, how important is that in your spiritual walk and just in your daily walk in prison? Uh, that's extremely important because he's been where I've been. Uh, he came to prison a lot younger than me. And for him to get out and he's doing what he's supposed to do, he's being the man who God called him to be. And he's helping me understand what's to come, encouraging me, giving me advice, helping me out. Uh, I know he's he's already bought me some clothes, or he's going to. Man, I would. Uh, I don't know if I would wear these clothes he's buying you. I don't. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's better than wearing this white clothes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> just barely. Just barely. Uh, so I mean, it's all good. Well, let me tell you, man. We got some guys here. You're going to be in good company. We got a guy named Daniel who did 32 years. Uh, two years in, in juvenile and county and then 30 in TDC and he got out on June 30th and uh, and he's about to go get his driver's license uh, mouse helped him get a job where he works and uh, and so 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 we got some people here and obviously you know mouse's journey so so we're, we're looking forward to you let me let me encourage you too do you remember um, you know Dornbush Abilene I didn't I didn't know him personally but I know I've seen him when he was here. Well, let me just tell you. You remember the first time we met in, in, in your pod and we had a conversation? Yeah. And it was that conversation when I told you that we don't normally take guys in with no money and that I was I was going to do that for you. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things that, that it's hard for us is if we don't have guys in the house that are paying or that, that, that somebody supports up front, it's hard for us to pay our, our bills. You know, but I – I've always just, at some point, stepped out in faith. You were somebody, I didn't know when you were getting out, but you were somebody that I told you that, that we would take care of you. Um, but we also did Dornbush that way as well. And I told Dornbush, I said, up to that point, nobody had ever paid us back. They'd always stayed, got a job, then took off and never paid us back and never, never supported themselves here. And so Dornbush got out, and he did that. He was one of the first ones that did that. And we were just so, so happy about that. And then he moved on. He's doing great. He's got two kids, got his own concrete floor business, and he lives in Abilene. But he, he told me one time about a guy named Mouse. And, and he paid he paid Mouse's administrative fee and first week. And uh, I think he might have even paid it a, a week after that. Anyway, Mouse, of course, he didn't know the agreement that you and I had. But all of a sudden, Mouse just comes up one day and says, hey, man, I know he ain't got any money or anybody to support him, so I want to pay his admin fee in first week. I don't know if you know that, but I'm just I'm telling you, and I got permission from Mike to tell you that that's taken care of your your administrative fee and your first week, and how that helps you is that you don't have to worry about paying that back, and then how it helps our ministry is that um, we can still pay our bills, and so I just want you to I just wanted you to know that you've been a part of a a really elaborate pay it forward scheme um, in the kingdom of God, and uh, you've touched a lot of people. And I can't wait for you to touch even more out here. So we're we're happy to have you, man. We we can't wait. We're praying that all this pandemic stuff goes away, uh, so that y'all can get your stuff done quicker. So uh, listen, man. If 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 there's a family listening, and they have somebody in prison for a, a long time, first of all, 
How did you? How did you? Is yours? Is your charge capital murder, or did you get that downgraded? It was downgraded. Okay. Uh, my mother wanted me to sign for a plea agreement, which was a life sentence, first okay. degree. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's great that you got a capital murder reduced to something you could do parole on. So that's really good. Uh, but I know God has been blessing you. He's protected you. But if you're if a family's listening and they have somebody in prison, um, a loved one like yourself, maybe in your same position, and I talk to a lot of families that have loved ones that they're just disconnected. They're they're giving up on somebody, or maybe maybe somebody out here has a friend in prison that's in your situation as well. What would you say to them to encourage them? I would say that no matter what what decisions our family and loved ones made that we made got ourselves in prison, we can change. And we need to support emotionally, prayfully. We need to, our families support us because if we feel we don't have nobody, then our mindset is we don't care. Yeah. And I know that no matter how big the sentence is, God is in control of everything. Amen. And it will change Amen. if we we just focus on Him. Because if our hearts really belong to Christ, He's going to transform us. And once He does that, prison is not for us to just live in here for a long time. It's for us to be transformed while we can't run from Him. Amen. So we, our, our time, if life sentences, whatever, can change. The laws can change. Because God is in control of everything. Amen. We hey, just give, have to have faith. Give me your uh, give me your your favorite Bible verse. First Timothy one seven. Ah. I think it's First Timothy one seven. You think? We'll quote it. God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Amen. Hey, what's your favorite thing to buy from commissary? Oh, right now I would have to say uh, toothpaste. Toothpaste is your favorite thing to buy off commissary. Yeah. All right. But back in, besides the hygiene, I would say a pint. Pint. Pint of ice cream. What, what flavor? What flavors do you like? Really, any kind that I get. What? Um. Well, just wait till you get out, man, and try the Texas Two Step. That 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 flavor is really good. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think they sell that up no, there. No, some of the newer ones are probably not going to sell yet. But there's some good ones, so get ready, get ready, get ready. That's good. I am. All right, man. Well, um, guys, y'all have anything to say to Mike to encourage him? Yeah, it's lovely out here. It's a new world, but it's a good world, man, as long as God's in control. Tell them who you are, how long you've been. My name's Christopher Marins. Uh, I did uh, 15 years the first time, 14 years the second time. So, and I was on Clemens Unit in the 80s. So I know what you went through, brother. But man, we can, we're overcomers, and we're, we're we got a, we got a strong mind and a pure heart when we get out here with God, bro. And it's 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 gonna be lovely, man. I promise you. Can't wait to meet you. Can't wait to be around you. Can't wait to help you, man. Whatever you need, man, I'll be there for you. I'll be here waiting on you. Well, don't let your mind overthink uh, about the struggles in the free world. It's not that hard, bro. I did 32 years in uh, 
You have a lot of people here to help you and to guide you, give you strength, and stay prayed up. That's Daniel. All right. That's the mouse's roommate. All right, Daniel. That's the mouse's roommate. Anybody else? Yeah. Gator, uh, this is Shannon. I met you. I was with Mike uh, Quartermouse when we came out there that last time. Uh, hey, brother, just pray for patience when you get out. You know, everybody says it's going to be easy, but you're going to struggle. You know, it's going to be hard, you know, just getting what you want. Uh, settle for what you need and just have patience, brother. Everything's going to come to you. I think I think it's going right. to be I think it's going to be both. Parts right. of it will be easy and parts of it will be hard. Anybody else anything? Hey, man, this is Michael Pugh here, part of the ministry. I uh, just want to let you know, man, God is absolutely a master at taking the things that were meant to destroy you and turn them into a testimony that is going to save others. So keep on working on that testimony. You got an amazing one. And you're going to be a true weapon for the kingdom of God. You better get them burpees in. I got a job waiting on them. I'm working, but <laughs> he said you better be in shape. Yeah, last time I was in there, you looked a little fluffy. <laughs> yeah, I got. I've been working out some. Uh, this is Chris, man. I really appreciate you sharing, and uh, what we do here, man, is we encourage each other, and we uh, we, we welcome you here when you get here. We're waiting on you. That's uh, Chris. Uh, that's Chris Aguilar. We have two Chris's. Uh, one's better looking than the other. I'll let you figure out who the, which one that is when you get here. Uh, but anyway, hey, man, we want to pray over you real quick. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for we thank you for Mike. We thank you, Lord. I thank you that I've gotten to know him for the last several years. And, and Lord, I remember when he got his, uh, I think it was a two- or three-year set-off, Lord. And uh, I remember encouraging him and just um, lifted him up. And I thank you that he stayed the course. He's continuing to lift you up and glorify you through all this. Lord, we, uh, we know there's just a couple months more. We ask you to just to intervene to make sure that doesn't go, go any longer. And Lord, uh, if your favor can shine down to make it happen sooner, that'd be great. We, uh, we can't wait to be a part of his journey out here on the outside. We've been a, some of us have been a part of his journey on the inside, but we can't wait to uh, be a part of what you have planned for, for him out here. And uh, we just ask you to give him grace, mercy, everything he needs these last couple months to not just survive, but thrive in the kingdom. And uh, let him have some unexpected favor that comes his way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you, bud. And I love all of y'all, too. All right, and man. Keep y'all in prayer, especially everything going on out there. Tell everybody there we love them. Tell the church okay. we love them. I will do that. All right, man. You have a good day. Y'all too. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless you. What a blast that we had talking with Michael and encouraging him and being encouraged by him. You know, what a lot of people forget is that there's a part of the body of Christ that's in prison. I mean, Christians out here, we forget that. We forget that a huge part of the body of Christ, a thriving part, an intercessory part, a warfare part of the body of Christ resides in our nations, in our world's prisons. And if you forget that, just read the New Testament. <laughs> Paul, you know, was thriving while he was in prison. You know, so one of the things I loved what Michael said in his interview is that people can change. People can change. We do change. We stop drinking alcohol. We stop doing drugs. We stop running away from home. We stop hiding. We stop being angry. We stop... Sure, we, we trip up every now and then. We relapse. But, man, there's a, there's a time where we decide, okay, God, that's enough. I'm tired of running. 
I'm tired of running. You know, and, and if there's something in your life that God has allowed to happen to you, let that be your rock bottom. Let that be your brick wall that stops you. Let that be your solitary confinement moment where you say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get any lower than this. Today's my rock bottom, and I'm, I'm, I'm only going up from here. So you guys remember the people that are in prison. These are just people. They're not bad people. They're, they're great people. They're made in the image of God. And, re and remember, everybody, atheists, Muslims, everybody that's a human was created in the image of God, and his son Jesus died for them. Remember that. They may not all be children of God and reflect that, reflect the image, but they were created. That person that you can't stand was created in the image of God. That person you think will never get saved was created in the image of God. And people can change. So y'all pray for the inmates in prison. Pray for the body of Christ in prison. Because I'm telling you right now, they're praying for you. They're praying for you. And they can't wait to join you here on the outside. Also, I want, to remember, want you to remember the volunteers that go in. Uh, everybody that has a prison ministry that goes in on a weekly, monthly basis to the prisons all over the nation, but mainly here in Texas, we haven't been able to do that since March. And the guys have hurt, have been hurt by that, and, and so have we. We have, been, we have been desiring to go in and encourage these guys, but also be encouraged by them. Man, when I go in, I get encouraged by the body of Christ that's in prison. I do. I do. I get encouraged by the pastors in there. And I also get reminded that, that I don't have it that bad out here. You know, my worst day out here is still better than my best day in prison by far. But keep all the volunteers in your prayers uh, and pray for this coronavirus to go, go quickly because we need... We need to be able to connect with the body of Christ in prison. And y'all pray for them because not only out here in the world are suicides, relapses, overdoses on the rise, but violence in prison, depression is on the rise in prisons as well. So y'all keep them in your prayers. And uh, pray that the volunteers are able to go back into the prisons uh, you heard him mention Mike Barber. We love going in with Mike Barber. We haven't been able to go in, but he's, I believe Mike Barber is recording services and worship and sermons and sending soap and candy all over prisons in Texas and I think other states as well. And so we appreciate ministries like Mike Barber who does that. It has an impact on people like Mike Alizondo. Um, so if you come to Trinity Church, you'll get to see and meet Michael Elizondo. If you come to the Christmas party, which is uh, Saturday, December 19th, come to the Christmas party at the Forgiven Felons House. We, we'll have people can wear masks. You can wear masks. We'll have hand sanitizer, all that stuff. But come and meet and, and meet some of the other guys that have done time as well that are that are changing, that are they're living for the Lord. Listen, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hey, don't forget about audibletrial.com. Don't forget about smile.amazon.com. Don't forget about the Roundup app. Okay, the Roundup app, just go just go check it out. There's so many different things you can do. If you're like, man, I use my debit card a lot. I don't know if I want to give that much money. 
Well, you could put a cap on it. Like, I don't want to give more $25. So once your change equals $25, it stops. But uh, find a way to get involved. If you don't get involved and in, in give into our ministry, give to another ministry, man. Give to another ministry. But we're raising money for the Resource Center. And so if you need a place to um, to sow your seed into here at the end of the year, man, Forgiven Felons is great soil. Uh, big announcement. We have winter hats, be- beanies that have Forgiven Felons on them. So uh, they're available on the website. Uh, let's see. I think they're going to be available today. Today, Friday, December 4th, 2020, the uh, beanies will be available. We're going to be putting them all over social social media. My models are so cute. Wait till you see our models. They're so cute. So anyway, thank you for listening to Background Check Podcast. We love you. We couldn't, we couldn't do this without you. We're consistently in the top uh, 100 or 200 all over the world. The global reach is amazing. So thank you. People call all the time uh, that have watched the documentary on Roku. People call all the time about the podcast all over the nation. So spread the word, spread the word, and uh, and and rate us if you can. Review us on Apple, and uh, we love you guys. We love you, and uh, I just want to pray. Let's pray over you, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray over everyone who listens to this podcast. We prayed over Michael Elizondo, but we want to pray over everyone who listens to this podcast. We pray that. That whether they they are somebody who needs a heart change or they have a family member or a friend or loved one who needs a heart change, we pray over them right now. And we speak what Michael said, that, that, that we can change, people can change. And we know it's only by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the resurrection. And so we just speak that over everybody's situation. Healing, financial, any, any breakthrough that anybody needs, listen to this right now. I pray you intervene in their life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Y'all have a good week. We'll see you next week on Background Check. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, And please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.